0: hello friends welcome back to meg living inside out this is a continuation of our series on friendship random thoughts i recently uh finished designing my very first ever coloring booklet for the kite song sister series and if you haven't visited InverseMart.com, you should go do that. It's fun time, fun place. I put really pretty pictures up there. And there's free printable coloring pages. Um, I mean, I guess InversaryMart is the sponsor of today's episode. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with that disclaimer, I am extremely tired. I am spiritual warfare exhausted loopy right now. But not so exhausted loopy that I can't record a podcast. And... If it's any good, I will let my husband decide. Um, and you as well. If you're listening to this, you can decide if it's good. Um, so I'm going to say words and you're going to react to them. That's that's kind of how this goes. Um, yeah, very thankful for that process. So. Um, I want to talk about internal versus external boundaries. Um, I was talking with... One of my new friends last night, this lady just joined our church, and she has three kids. They're triplets, and these kids, the passion that flows out of them is absolutely incredible. And the little girl has these very dramatic faces, and I'm looking at her and realizing that this is how I am. And I have this very, very loud facial expression expressions so it just is I'm 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 35 years old and I'm just now realizing that this is the effect that I have on people because of a dear sweet 11 year old girl it's pretty priceless um so I was talking with uh the mom and we were talking about personality types and um fun fact she is actually yeah i've been I've been wanting to talk about this for a while so sometimes in life there are particular um, commonalities amongst people who hurry but for, for example there's a specific name that just has i've had a lot a, a handful of negative interactions with people with that name and obviously I'm not going to say it because I don't want to make anyone feel bad who has that name or has a dear friend by that name or named their child that name because that's that's not the point. That the point the, the point is is that there's a common pattern and that name was involved. Um and so funny story, God has very intentionally sent people to me with that name to redeem that name and to oh his detail in redeeming has been so specific. Ben just came back from a walk. Hello, my husband. Um, yes, I'm recording a podcast as we speak. So something really interesting that happened. God is so specific. I mean, he has redeemed dates that were painful. Um, and he, he has sent someone in my life to redeem a very, very unique and specific name uh, of someone who hurt me. And that person has been an incredible blessing. I like I And again, I'm not going to say the name because that is besides the point. The point is that God redeems and and if if we hold on to the trigger and be like, "No, that's the thing that hurt me. God, why are you allowing this thing that's reminding me of that hurt back into my life?" Like you are going to miss out on God deactivating your trigger. He's trying to heal you. You need to take a deep breath and learn that you can be safe in the presence of that trigger and he's very intentional about the triggers that he starts with he doesn't start with the big ones he starts with the small ones so um there was somebody so the very unique name and then that person had a friend and that friend had this common name that i'd mentioned around the same time someone followed me on Instagram, who has both that person's first name, the common name, and their last name, like spelled the exact same way, different person completely, but it was just like, God, you are so specific, and you are so kind and intentional, and I am so grateful for that, so that was really, really huge, and then I'm just sitting there talking with my friend, here's how this connects, I'm sitting there talking with my friend, and we were comparing personality traits, and um, she mentions um, her one of her personality traits. And here's the thing. I've had this same kind of phenomenon with the common name that hurt me. I've had like three kind of rough friend breakups with a very specific personality trait. And I've been like, hey God, that that hurt, but I'm not going to be prejudiced against this personality trait and um this personality type because of these breakups and so I'm sitting here talking with my friend and she's a mature Christian woman and she's like oh my personality trait is blah 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 and immediately out of my mouth I'm like oh my gosh I love blah 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 and it was the personality trait of those three friend breakups that had hurt me like I have bawled my eyes out over some of those people, okay? Um, um, And and mostly, I just want everyone to love Jesus. So, that's how that relates. So, I'm talking with my friend and we're, you know, we're discussing personality traits and whatnot and she says to me, um, oh, we were talking about uh, Kathy Cook and, I, and she was like, I love Kathy Cook. And it's spelled K-O-C-H. Um, and I said, yes, I read her book, The Eight Great Smarts. And so the eight great smarts are logical thinking, um, uh, visual thinking, music, nature, body. And um, there's a, I think there's a math. I might be confusing or conflating. Word smart. There's logic smart and there's word smart. And those smarts are very much rewarded in our school system. But picture smart and body smart are a little bit different. And people smart are not as, like, <laughs> you don't have standardized tests for that sort of thing. I mean, like, I mean, you, you kind of, the arts have their own standards. But like, I'm talking about like like schools in general, the 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 West in general, just like we don't we favor some smarts over others, and it's kinda of sad. And I am deeply passionate about this book, The Eight Great Smarts, because it's so validating for people who maybe they don't feel smart because of maybe they're smart in ways that are not natural, or maybe they have been shamed for a certain expression and then that kind of shut them down and so they didn't they they felt ashamed of something that was natural for them that god put into them and now that area that was supposed to be um a a bouquet of flowers in their life is is shriveled and frozen and it's it's the person isn't blooming because they're afraid because they've been judged and that's just oh i hate that so much um and i definitely it, it it happens you know life is broken and you know we have broken systems we have broken people and you know we we have sinful selfish people we have intentionally evil people and And uh, demonic spiritual forces of that nature. So there's a lot of things that go in. I mean, my first memory... Let's let's tangent on this. My first memory is having a panic attack at five years old. And I didn't even know what a panic attack was. I figured that out in my 20s. My mid-20s. So... I'm upstairs in my room, and I've, I'm scared, and I'm hyperventilating, and I'm breathing, and I finally get myself to calm down, but there there was, like, this choke hold on my throat. There was all this tension in my neck, and I don't know if you've heard me sing, um, but I kind of have a big voice and a deep voice and I kind of talk a lot in these podcasts, and sometimes it helps people, which is the grace of God, and pretty amazing. God's done a lot with my voice. He's had a lot. He had a very intentional plan for that, and I I, I don't want to go into the exact details of the panic attack, because I mean, I was Five and it was 1993 and like the intimate details of my childhood are like I can only give so much of that out to the world like let's be real okay for for it to be healthy I mean I have a wonderful relationship with a with my parents and like hashing out certain elements of our dysfunction is just not my cup of tea Um, and it's not tea I'm going to pour and share with you but at the end of the day my personal theory is that the enemy wanted to silence me and he wanted to choke hold my voice and by the grace of God God has removed the tension from my neck and expanded my my breath and my depth of singing and my vocal range i mean i can hit some pretty cool highs and lows and i've (laughs) i mean i had an opera teacher sing tell me teach me how to breathe um when we were having like a little break from acting class that we were in and i was the ballerina and she was the opera teacher and it was the opera singer and it was just like two different very two very similar art forms comparing notes and it was it was really fun um but my my husband Ben loves music theory and he's very good at it and we really need to like learn more but at the same time like music is one of those few areas where I'm uneducated enough that I can appreciate and just be like oh I like that that's nice and I don't have to go figure out and analyze why I like it which is the case for all these other art forms like Visual dance, painting art, sculpture art, design, formatting, just in like pamphlets and street signs and literature and the way people put words together and the metaphors that they use and public speaking. Like, I have all of this analysis that criticizes by means of just knowing so much about the creative process i don't want that for music i i want to be i want to ignorantly enjoy music it's it's one art form that is safe for me to just not analyze like you realize I, I lay in bed awake at night analyzing i lay in bed awake at night thinking about formatting i mean like look have you look at have you looked at my website <laughs> i'm kind of obsessed i mean i've only been doing this since 2012 um well, no, actually, I had my first blog spot. I'm owning this tangent. Thank you for coming along the ride. I made my first blog spot in like 2009 when Blue Dress came out, and then I got my first self-hosted WordPress in 2012. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been messing around with uh, web design for well over a decade. Uh, Yeah, because it's currently 2023. How did we get here? Time keeps on moving. It's amazing like that. Um, So anyways, music is safe. I love music. The enemy was trying to choke hold my voice and my throat and he did not succeed. Praise the Lord. Um, And so that's an example of a personality type, you know, an an expression of our personhood and, and a gift from God that is good, you know being squashed, but then ultimately being redeemed. And so I share the entirety of that arc and that story. You know, 30 years later, I I, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, like I am, I'm very deeply free and, and whole. And I mean, we will never be perfectly whole in this life. So please do not hear me promising that um, because I am not. Uh, we are all walking with a limp. And God is very able to very quickly remind me where I have trauma and triggers. Um, But thankfully, I respond to them less intensely than I used to. But they're still there, for sure. Like, if God wanted to bring me to my knees tomorrow, he could. And, I mean, on January 3rd, he kind of did. And I was, like, losing it the entire day. (sighs) very much an Ezekiel 3 moment of like, okay, I need to sit by the Chibar Canal for a week and just think about this and sing songs of Zion in a foreign land because this is sad. Um, And yet God will be glorified. So um, we will not experience whole, perfect wholeness in this life. But by the grace of God, he gives us more wholeness than we had. And and that's what I want to point you towards. You know, just let God de-trigger you today with that one thing today. Yes, you still have shrapnel over here and trauma response over there. Just let Him do one thing at a time. And be patient with Him. Because you do not have the strength for him to deal with that all at once. Outside of you being in heaven in his complete presence, that is when we will experience complete wholeness, when we have complete revelation of his goodness, of his, the infinity of his goodness, which is his holiness. God is holy, holy, holy. And if I may go on the rant that R.C. Sproul has made famous, we we don't know who God is, and we don't know who we are. And when we understand that God is holy, everything else makes sense. Now, if you're an R.C. Sproul aficionado, you will know that I absolutely butchered that paraphrase rendition. But if you are not an R.C. Sproul aficionado, I would encourage you to just, you know, Type in R.C. Sproul-Holy into YouTube and see what comes up. And if he says what's wrong with you people, please just understand it is a very, very funny long-term inside joke in the reformed community, and I kind of love it so much. So, with that said, I was talking with my friend, who had this personality type that had been a source of hurt, and here I was rejoicing that this new friend that I have and oh my gosh, she's so good at validating. And I, I don't know if you've seen that meme where there's the horse and the, the fight, the, the water hose spraying water on the horse's face. And then the text underneath says that sweet, sweet validation. Ben and I love that meme and we reference it all the time because I love me some sweet sweet validation I mean words of affirmation are my jam please tell me how much you like me please tell me how much that thing was so great and yet at the same time if I can quote myself and I know I said this multiple times in my vlogs on YouTube way back in the day like 2012 2013 2014 like I know that God is hiding me because he's protecting me from the emotional response that people will have towards my creativity. And actually, fun tangent to go on with that, I promise you tangents. Like, that's, <laughs> that is what this podcast is. Lots and lots of tangents. So in the same acting class where the opera singer and... And I, the ballerina, you know, coached each other on, she coached me on breathing and I coached her on, you know, just being in your body. Um, um, and that's a whole conversation itself, like th- 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 conversation. Um, and honestly, a huge part of healing is accepting that we have a physical body and it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to glorify it so much that it's out of proportion, but you also don't want to not nourish your body and you you want to remember that your soul is connected to your body and it's good to like take your hands and pat from, you know, sit down on a chair, take your hands and pat your legs all the way down to your feet and then all the way back up from the outside of your leg to the inside of the leg. That's a Feldenkrais technique. And just remind your body that it's all connected. It is amazing how much we need that. And, and if you're very, very intellectual, let me encourage you, your, your body is more than just a vehicle for your brain. And the healthier your body is, The better you'll be able to think so even if you just go on a few more walks you know just 10 minutes just set a timer for five minutes go out five minutes and then come back five minutes like just that would be so good for you we are we are more than just spirits with bodies we we are bodies with spirits and beyond that into metaphysics i have no interest in trying to explain in simple human language. So, we're talking about smarts, my friend and I. And the the two smarts at the end of, of the book that Kathy Cook wrote is um, people smarts and self smarts. So people smarts are reading people well. You can look at a person, you can tell how they're feeling, you can discern between if they're sad or disgusted, and sometimes you can f- even figure out why they're sad. And it's just, you know, if you know the person, you know, that gives you a, a pretty good, um, a pretty good reading of, if you can, you can tell, f- you can tell from their body language. But even if you don't know a person sometimes and you look, just look at a stranger, you can recognize that person is so discouraged right now or that person is... They have some really deep anger that they are practicing self-control over right now. And so it's really interesting how people smarts allow you to, when you understand people better, you can communicate with them better, and you can say, "Hey, you look, you look kind of sad or discouraged, or you look kind of angry right now. Is everything okay?" And by labeling, um, I learned this from Chris Voss, and he wrote a book called Never Split the Difference, and I only read the first chapter. And like an element of a chapter at the very end like a few pages <laughs> I'm endorsing a book I have not entirely read um but the first chapter was so good and essentially Chris Voss was an FBI hostage negotiator and so when you have people's lives on the line it's imperative that you're able to use words to save people's lives and They had to figure out very quickly what worked and what didn't work. And Chris Voss learned that the most powerful way to save people's lives with terrorists and like, don't feed the trolls on the internet, don't read the comments, don't negotiate with terrorists. But here Chris Voss is having to actually negotiate with terrorists. And he's also winning and saving people's lives. And underneath it all, it's empathy. You have to understand where people are coming from. And part of that, part of practicing empathy is identifying what people are feeling and labeling it. There was a beautiful excerpt in the back of the book and he could tell that this Christian businessman was deeply concerned about something and so chris looked for a word to resonate with him and he said this is really about stewardship for you isn't it and the christmas the christian businessman and me reading the book as a christian businesswoman owning anniversarymart.com did i mention that this podcast today this episode is sponsored by com? we both resonated yes you understand, you get it. Now, Chris grabbed that word and used it to be relating to him. And I don't know about Chris's faith. I don't I don't think that he is, I don't know about his current place in his faith journey. I'm not going to make any assumptions about that. But it sounds like he grew up Christian. You know, he he recognizes some of these keywords and some of this vocabulary. So it was really interesting. And I appreciated the way that in that instance there was honor given to christians now at the same time there there's there is another example like right next to that one of an example with a christian who was shall we say uh not being a, a glorifying witness for the lord um so you know there's there's plenty of interesting contrasts like that and that's just real life for you um there there's there's lots of immature people And there's lots of Christians who are also immature. And, um, you know, if, if we are, I'm going to go back to this. Clearly there is a theme tonight. If we are fighting God on deactivating our triggers, we are actively choosing immaturity. And by actively choosing immaturity, we are... It's harder for us to intentionally love people. And I don't know about you, but um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's kind of important to me. That's kind of like the foundation that I live my life on. I receive God's love first. I don't love Him in my own strength. We've talked about this, okay? Please do not... Please, for the love of all that is holy, do not think that you can love God in your own strength. Ask him. Beg him to reveal himself and his love to you. So then you can love him back. And here's the beautiful thing about loving God back. Oh, you guys. <sighs> Um I'm I'm an artist in many senses but specifically today what I'm 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 an illustration I'm an illustrator and one of the analogies that God has given me is that um when our hearts are in the right place and we love God and we give him our best efforts and let's say maybe it doesn't go so well let's say that they maybe there was somebody you tried to love let's say maybe this is important i'm sitting up to say this let's say maybe that you tried to love somebody with one of your gifts a natural expression that was really you know i'm getting so emotional about this right now because what I'm about to say is going to make you so emotional right now. So let me calm down for a second so I can communicate clearly so that Jesus can heal you through what I'm about to say. And let me, let me clarify that again for the theological linguistic purists in the room. I am the vessel and the Holy Spirit flows through me. And please may my words, if they are not of Christ, fall to the ground and die. Okay? Okay. But let's say, and I love the video um, that Jess from Roots and Refuge has done, titled, He Cares About the Cow Print. I've sent this video to the person with the very unique name who hurt me, because that person loves the five love languages. In this video about the cow print, Jessica shares that there was a time, and this is a beautiful example of what, I'm trying to say. She loves gifts. This is a very, this is a part of her personhood that God has just blessed her with. And, you know, the Holy Spirit gets in people and says, I want to do this through you. And then that person is like, I feel passionate about feeling gifts. And so Jessica loves gift giving and historically. And so this was a very natural thing that came up out of her. But one time, she gave someone a gift. And not only did they not receive it, they they rejected it. And they... I don't remember the exact phrasing. You can go watch the YouTube video. I've watched it a couple times. It's escaping me. My brain is very tired tonight, as we have discussed, but Jessica felt very hurt and very rejected by how this person did not receive her gift. And it it shut her down. And for several years after that, she said, oh, I hate gifts. Gifts are stupid. And that's an area that God showed her, I want to heal you from that because I put that desire to give gifts inside of you and I want to give gifts through you again. And so maybe that's something you've walked through and if it is, I'm so sorry Well, one of the things that God has showed me is that when we we show up with the purest heart that we know how, we've repented of everything that we know to repent of. And and honestly, on a day-to-day basis, that's as clean as a soul is going to get. I mean, until we are in heaven and we understand God's holiness and goodness to the Infinity that it will be and it will be again it will be God's grace upon us that will we, we will even be able to appreciate His holiness it is in that time and place when we will have the purest soul and the purest heart and we will have complete understanding of every area and every moment and every You know, if life is a big painting, uh, a digital painting, let's say, and there's down to every pixel, we are able to discern every single pixel of this motive was bad and selfish and prideful and fearful. And this motive was trusting and faithful and loving and good and seeking the best interest of the other person. I have a sticker that I am releasing into the world and it says there is no gray and there's little squares on it there's big squares at the top and there's tiny little squares at the bottom and the, the gray the cursive of the word gray goes through some of the little squares on the bottom and those little tiny squares are meant to represent the pixels of life, where it's so tiny that we in our own human understanding cannot discern, okay, what was white and what was black. It just looks gray to us because it's so blurry and it's so messy. And I mean, divorces and friend breakups and church splits, I mean, lots and lots of gray, but ultimately lots and lots of small pixels of black and white that look gray to us our perception and but god knows in his infinite holiness what pixel is white and what pixel is black and it gives me so much joy that i am able to more quickly recognize a thought come to mind and maybe i should do that maybe i should reply to this to that person who said that thing why did you unfollow me and it's like me replying what i replied was good but me replying this other thing that would be pride that would not be helpful that would be putting them down in an unnecessary way that that's pride and the the pride game i don't know if you used to play like oh gosh arcade games and let's be real i am not a big arcade fan because it's kind of like a casino for children for children and that is just not my cup of tea. And, like, if you've listened to my Learning Slow Living blog, blog cast, ha ha ha, my Learning Slow Living podcast, you'll know that I'm, I'm trying to, like, de stimulate my life. And actually, that's the point that I'm trying to get in this podcast, but we're not there yet. I probably have another 20 minutes to go, so hang tight. The faster that you can discern pride in your life, it's like playing the pop-up gopher game or the mole. The and the, So the gopher pops up out of the hole and you have this soft, foamy uh, mallet and you try to bop the gopher as fast as you can. So it's a reflex game. So the faster you can get the gopher, the more points you get. That is the game that I play with pride in my life. <laughs> and it is constant. Like, nope pride, pride, I was having a conversation with my parents over Christmas, and I said something that was just, like, it was truthful, but it was just not polite dinner table conversation, and, you know, the words had left my mouth, and there was no reeling them back in, and I was just like, that was pride, I'm sorry, moving right along, (laughs) And uh I I, I try to do better later on in the conversation. So playing the game of pride is is the gopher, smash the gopher. Very important. The the faster you can kill sin, you're winning. I, I had a ballet teacher, Leslie. Oh my gosh. Leslie was an absolute spark plug. And one of the one of the takeaways that I had from her was The best ballerina is the person doing the most things right. The best Christian is the one who's killing their sin the fastest. Like, yes, God chooses us and we choose him. And in that choosing, like, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Choose this day whom you will serve. Uh, Make every effort to enter by the narrow gate. Um, Put on the full armor of God. Like, I just referenced a bajillion different chapters there that many people have preached entire wonderful sermons on. But just, like, the battle is real. And we get to participate in it. We have the privilege of choosing to love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like, God wouldn't tell us to do that if we didn't need to do that. Kind of important. Kind of a big deal. Kind of, like, I, I love that. Like, like that, that is my life right there. So, we receive God's love first, and then we love God back, and part of the way that we love God back is that we love the people around us. Scripture tells us, you know, this is Meg memory paraphrase version. This is Meg very tired memory paraphrase version. So bear with me. Who do you think you are if you're not loving your brother and you say you love God? Like, seriously, who do you think you are? And again, our definition of love here is agape. Agape. Agape means sacrificial love. Now, I'm not talking about not having boundaries. I'm talking about seeking the best interest of the person, of the other person. And there are plenty of situations where, (laughs) toxic situations, where your ability to seek the best interest of the other person boils down to how you think about them when oh my gosh for one of my friends in her sexual abuse bible study our sexual abuse bible study again i did not promise clear coherent english thank you for your patience one of her triggers is uh like clear plastic cellophane like the sound the look like she like put her hands over her eyes and turned away. Like it was, she hated it. We we had clear plastic in the class for some reason, I don't even remember, but like, that was a huge trigger for her. And if it is for you, you're not alone. And you're not stupid. Like you, you are not stupid for that being a trigger. And please for the love of God, stop beating yourself up. Because of your triggers. You are normal for what you have been through. (laughs) I need to put that on a sticker as well. So. You're normal for what you've been through. You're not stupid. Your reactions are not stupid. Yes, we need to learn to control them and hold them gently. I have a lot of strong emotion. Very shocking statement, I know. Um, and in this podcast, you are seeing the best expression of that. You are seeing at it. you are seeing it at hopefully its most holy and sanctified. Um, But the reason that this podcast is coming out holy and sanctified uh, by the grace of God is because I'm aggressively playing the pop-up gopher pride game in my personal life. And one of the things I've become increasingly sensitive about the past month is my very extreme reactions. I talked at the very beginning about this literally on a fluke, like, The way God is tying this podcast together with the amount of brain cohesiveness that I lack at this time is phenomenal. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for facilitating this podcast. The little girl at the beginning of this podcast with the very strong facial expressions, like, I'm finally understanding, like, how passionate I am. Uh, when, When I had my first Boyfriend for a month and a half in 2012, 2011. It was right around the time that I was understanding the sovereignty of God. It was really great. Um, <laughs> his friend said to him, you know Meg's crazy, right? And it wasn't like crazy or, like a bad thing. I was just like, she's a lot. And Ben's been married to me for five years now. He's been friends with me since t- January twenty four 14. Yeah. Yeah, we're going on 9 years of him knowing me. He will also tell you that I am a lot. <laughs> a lot TM. So, I'm becoming increasingly aware of my very extreme emotional reactions. I I raise the volume very quickly. It's 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 a it's it's something that God has wired into me and He and I have discussed this, that he put that into me for a reason. It's it's one of the hardest things for me to accept. And as I've said elsewhere, I'm pretty sure I've said this on a podcast elsewhere, or maybe I've just tweeted it and thought it in my brain really loud. So let me explain it clearly here. I have struggled with idolatry of people who are opposite of me. People who are naturally more reserved. And because I thought that if I had a different personality trait, I wouldn't hurt people. And this goes back to the definition of a broken soul. A broken soul is someone who is overwhelmed by the sin that they see in the world and also the tendency to sin and hurt people that they see within themselves that 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 that, that's what we call depravity that's what we call our sin nature and to reiterate the theme of the podcast we're not going to escape that until we are in God's presence fully and wholly w-h-o-l-e-y-y yeah whole holy as in the word whole like complete like integer when we are in God's presence then we will no longer have that desire to sin because we'll be we will be, we all of our desires will be fully satisfied with God's goodness think of this think of it this way a lot of times when i sin is very often an unnatural, ungodly response or reaction to a godly desire. Let me say that again because it wasn't very coherent. Sin is very often an ungodly response or reaction to a godly desire. We desire justice and equity, fairness, but sometimes that desire leads us to being punitive. Punitive is a $5 word for being petty and not showing grace to people, receiving God's love, receiving God's forgiveness, and then showing that grace and forgiveness to our neighbor. There's a proverb that, I mean, I read Proverbs multiple times as a child, but I promise you, like, this particular one did not stick in my head until I met my husband. Um, A wise man overlooks an insult. So, um, yeah. Yeah. A wise man overlooks an insult. And... I'm someone who really loves fairness. I get really worked up over that. And um, I've had to submit myself to God's truth in that verse many, many times. And it's, it's not fun. It's not pleasant. However, when we show up before God with our best intentions and the purest heart, that we can have at this time in this life. It's like we are a toddler coloring on a coloring page. And maybe the colors aren't, si- aren't inside or outside the lines. Maybe it's a purple dog or a green cat, um, a blue penguin. And maybe, you know, by artistic criticisms, like, it's just a child's sketch, doesn't matter. And minimalists would probably crumple it up and throw it in the trash. And, like, we don't need to save every single piece of art that a child makes, but also some things are important and we should save some and we should celebrate that. And if your gift was rejected or shamed, I'm sorry, and please don't let that trigger and that trauma keep you in that place. Overlook the insult that person did to you by throwing away your art as precious as it was and I am praying, and I, as I think about this podcast in the days ahead, I will be praying for you, the listener of this podcast. That God very specifically allows you to create a piece of art that redeems what was lost. Now, I'm going to finish this analogy. (sighs) What if when we scribble on a little coloring page... And we put it before God. He rejoices over that. The best efforts that we have are like a toddler's coloring page. And he takes that and he says, this is beautiful. I love the colors that you chose. I love how you put this here. And look at this smiling face over here. And are these two friends? I love that. And he takes that art and he takes that best intention that we had that maybe it didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. And God puts that on his refrigerator. He takes our best inadequate efforts and he celebrates them and he puts them on his fridge. (sighs) And eventually I will create art to illustrate that, but for today I have this podcast. My name is Meg and I love my Jesus and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Live it.